a man who's a big part of SCNZ and a big part of our outstanding crew of commentators, he says humbly, being one of them as well. Steve Devine joins us to talk all things Rugby World Cup. Mr. Devine, how you doing? Thank you. Yourself? I'm great, mate. I, I, I'm not sure if you got up at Sparrow's Fart to watch Uruguay. I don't expect you would have. Uh, but I must have uh, been really, I've been really impressed with you know, a few of these South American sides. Chile in small doses during games, as I said a little bit earlier. But Uruguay, I, I think I'm getting a bit of a crush on them. Yeah, they're playing good footy, right? Even like, uh, even like Georgia. I, I was, you know, Georgia weren't that far away from beating Aussie. Um, you know, a few they made a few line breaks and a few bad passes, and which would have been points. And you know, they they weren't that far off. The certainly the the that's uh, no great feat to beat Aussie at the moment, but yeah, certainly the I think the lower ranked teams are starting to you know push forward with a bit of professional rugby from some of their players up in the UK. Yeah, and I think a lot of people would have been surprised Georgia drew with Portugal, didn't they? Uh, being, you know, the top qualifiers in the qualification tournament in Europe. But I think they actually drew in qualification. So it does seem there is some potential for teams to take some steps forward. Uh, at least so Namibia, who, who just seem to be on a bit of a treadmill, don't they? So I know there's so much talk about how important the World Cup is to their development. I still believe, um, Steve, that World Rugby needs to be doing more in those four years in between. Would you agree with that? Yeah, there needs to be some, especially for that tier. Like, it's not good for them to get walloped every week over the, over the course of the World Cup. But yeah, certainly that that tier below, you know, they need to be playing more rugby, and and um, and and that'll see them. You know, hopefully with a bit more rugby, we get we get results like the Fijian team, who are you know absolutely flying since the Jura were given a, a permanent team in Super Rugby. Uh, let's get to the All Blacks and Italy game and the All Blacks team. I'll oh, just uh, announce it for, the, for those who have not caught up with the news. Tonga Fassi, Taylor, Laulala in the front row. Ritalik and Barrett in the second row. Frizzell returns. Papali'i remains at uh, number seven. Adi Savia at number eight. Smith, Moonga uh, in midfield. Geordie Barrett, Rico Iwani. Mark Talia on the left wing. Will Jordan remains on the right. Bowden Barrett holds on to the 15 jumper on the bench. Dane Coles, Tamaiti Williams, uh, Tyrell Lomax, Sam Whitelock, Sam Kane, Cam Roygaard, Damian McKenzie and Anton Leonard-Brown. The 23, the strongest 23 is starting to, you know, take shape, isn't it, uh, Steve? Fair to say with that squad. Yeah, that would have been pretty damn close to the team I would have picked. Um, and rightly so, they, they, they're looking like, um, you know, that's, they're the clear standouts and that starting 15 is looking like it's probably what it's going to be for the uh, quarterfinal. What's the biggest talking point in that 23? Uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to Sean Frizzell being back. I, I was hoping he'd be back a bit earlier. Um, I, I just think we've really missed him as a ball carrying forward. Um, you know, we, he's a bigger body. He's physical. Um, you know, and he, he seems to operate pretty well with um, with Scott Barrett and the forwards when they when they peel around the corners and you know try and hit those forward pods. So having a bigger body, you know, carrying it to the line is just such an advantage these days and um, you know his two matches this year for the All Blacks were just outstanding and really excited to um, see him get a, get a run around again and no doubt he'll be building and with another game next week and then absolutely frothing for the uh, for the quarterfinal is what I'm sure everyone's hoping for. Yeah let's hope it is Shannon Fizzing Frizzell uh, but you're right he, he sort of has blossomed this year oddly in his last year at New Zealand Rugby. Yeah, listen, I, I don't know what he what he drank um, before that South African test at uh, Mount Smart Stadium, but 
um, yeah, I'd be feeding him full of that again. He was he was outstanding that night, and uh, and and when he played the Argent- Argentinians a couple of weeks before that as well, he was just so dominant with the ball in hand and carrying. And um, you know, I, I think the All Black team has always been a great team when we have a great number six. Um, for a long time, we had uh, Jerome and then Liam Squire, and we've just I, I just feel in the last few years we haven't really had that you know that really big angry number six carrying the ball hard for us and yeah gee this year he he was certainly all of that and um you know and we we actually played pretty well uh with him doing that so looking forward to him um finding some form pretty excited uh about Jordy Barrett being back as well and you know just to cement a few of those um you know places just to just to get a bit more consistency with the guys playing so yeah looking forward to Jordy being back and uh, obviously, a pretty big game for um, Sam Whitelock um, taking over as the um, most capped uh, All Black when he gets on. I was surprised he, he's on the bench, but um, you know, I, I guess they're looking towards that quarter final and they, they want the main team on the field. Yeah, that makeup of the second row in number six. Would, would you put much thought maybe at Scott Barrett as a six? Um, I'm I, thinking maybe a quarter final here and an extra line out option because if there was any vulnerability in the Irish side, it was the line out in the opening twenty odd minutes. Yeah, uh, well, I think anyone's line out's pretty vulnerable against the South Africans. You know, they're, they're just yes. so big. Um, so you know, that's all. Where the Africans is certainly a uh, they have an advantage at line out time. But uh, yeah, listen, I, I like Scott Barrett at six, and that gives you know Whitelock and Ritalik and. Um, Scott Barrett all a chance to be on the field together because they're you know they're, they're three pretty outstanding players. But um, Scott Barrett's form at, at lock this year has just been exceptional as well. And um, I, you know I, I think having Barrett to carry the ball hard, Frizzell to carry the ball hard, and then um, even Cody Taylor to carry the ball hard because he's a, a bigger frame. And I just I think it just adds us a little bit of dynamic and helps us get out of the advantage line. We've seen all year when this all-back team can get over the advantage line uh, with quick ruck ball, yeah. they're unstoppable. You know, they absolutely smash the hell out of the Africans at Mount Smart Stadium just getting out of the advantage line. And, you know, the games where we haven't played so well, um, you know, the second 40 at Twickenham, the second 40 against the French, I just... We, we, we weren't getting out of the advantage line. So I just, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing them run. But I, I, like, I seriously think this All Black team has, you know, been with holding types of play, been holding stuff out, just waiting for that quarter final. I just, you know, that, that French game in the first game, they were they were they they had the French they're off their feet at halftime. Like the, the Frenchies were gone. They the forwards were just you know gasping for air. They were struggling to get around the field, and then. You know, they came out in the second half and it was just almost like, we'll kick you the ball and we'll just back our defence and we won't show you too much more until that last two minutes when they, you know, pulled their finger out and, and almost scored a try under the sticks off a kickoff. So, you know, I, I just think there's been a deliberate slowdown. We'll just build. We'll just keep building nicely. We'll get everything sorted at training and then we'll cut loose um, for that quarterfinal because, you know, really that, that quarterfinal is it, it's a final. It's, it's a, um, you know... The top four teams in the world are going yeah. at each other as the two quarterfinals. It's it's pretty much going to be a final. So um, I can certainly certainly feel that they're really trying to peak and you know hold some stuff back for that quarterfinal. Well, I completely agree with you through your assessment of that opening forty minutes against France and how gassed the French were. Justin Marshall in our commentary position was, was making that call after about thirty minutes. The only the only thing yeah, I worry I, about. I, I thought we offered nothing from the bench though in the second half. I I, I did well. 
the the only listen, I the only thing I can put it down to is there was a call at halftime made, kick the ball and we'll just back our D. We've we've shown enough. We know what we can do. We know we can beat these guys because we had them on the ropes. You know, we just ha- absolutely had them on the ropes, and then we just second half we just uh, just changed. We started kicking the ball away. You know what? You know what? All black team has kicked the ball away like that before. You know that that's our bread and butter. When we get, when they kick us the ball, we got some space. We attack, and we it was a distinct change in game plan. And I, I don't think it was the reserves' fault. I just I just feel like it was. You know they they tried something different. They actually tried to just kick them the ball, and and then right up until the last two minutes, in that last two minutes, they they got a kick off and they just rumbled hard. And I was like, well, there it is. So it's not as if they they couldn't do it because they did it for the last two minutes and they did it for the whole first half. They just mm. decided not to do it. So that's I just feel like they've just like you know this is not important this match. Um, we're out there. We know what we're doing works. Uh, we'll just wait for the quarterfinal and we'll unleash it. A couple more before I let you go. Um, Steve Devine is with us as we're talking about Rugby World Cup. The All Blacks team is out to take on uh, Italy. Uh, Geordie Barrett returns the numbers. It's obvious they need his sort of directness in midfield. I, I think we've lacked a little bit of punch. You know, Rico Ioani aside, you know, that great break he made against France in the opening minute. Uh, it's a great illustration of what he can do. Um, on the left wing, Mark Talia, and this is no criticism, Mark Talia, he's done nothing wrong. He, he's made every post to winner since coming in, but is Lester Whainga Anuku the unluckiest guy in New Zealand rugby? A, with timing of that injury, and the fact he can't get back in. I, 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 I've got, in my mind, I'm cramming him back in some way. I think he's that rare a talent in, in good form. Uh, I, I'm certainly, he's, he's one of my wingers with Mark Talia and Will Jordan's at the back for me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's what I'd like to see. We haven't really quite seen that. Um, you know, Will Jordan hasn't really been given a great opportunity at the back. Um, so, I, yeah, I, yes, and that's that's my favourite. That's my preferred back line. I just think, you know, we talked about having big ball-carrying forwards. I mean, Leicester's exactly that. And if you want to get out of the advantage line from set-piece, he, he's got to be the go-to person in world rugby right now in terms of getting out of the advantage line and beating the first tackle just with straight, you know, physicality. Um yeah, so I don't know. I just, I just think, I just think, um, you know, he's a bit raw still, but um, yeah, I just think he adds that physicality and that ability to get out of the advantage line, which is, you know, pretty crucial, particularly when you look to the teams of, you know, the French and the Irish and the Africans. It's such a big part of our game. If we can get over that advantage line, we're on the front foot and we're attacking, and um, that's where we're at our best. So. I'm surprised he's not there. He would have. He, yeah. I mean, if I was picking the team, he'd he'd be on one of the wings for me for sure. Yeah. Uh, to your point, Will Jordan, uh, and I'm a broken record on this. Has played one test at fullback, and in that uh, back line, there was Braden Enor, uh, Stevenson, Christie. Um, yeah, it was um, a yeah. second string uh, lot, you would say in Dunedin. I'm so glad you keep bringing up the the gain line. Um, what do New Zealand need to do when they can't get over the gain line more than fifty percent of the time? And why do I bring that number up? Uh, I might have my numbers mixed up here, but Wales, uh, sorry, uh, South Africa got over the game line against Ireland just 50% of the time, and Ireland only 40% of the time in the face of just such fierce, intense defence that those two teams can bring. Uh, what, what do New Zealand need to do better in those circumstances when they are not regularly getting on the front foot? Well, Africa and Ireland are two different beasts in terms of defence. You know, they both have really great line speed, but but what what you've got to do is take 
the space, right? They, if they jam in tight, like we know the Africans will jam in tight, right? They send their blind side, the open side winger rushing in on defense, right? So the space is always going to be the outside. So, you know, this team is good enough to move the space to the outside and attack there. And we've seen the Irish do that, you know, and create a bit of space early on. They got it to the wingers and they were in space because they were jamming in pretty hard. So the Irish team, they tend not to jam in so hard, but they use really good line speed and they go, they go up pretty quickly. And again, um, if you can't, if they don't give you the space through the middle, you've got to, you've got to be good enough to get around the outside. And, um, you know, I, I think we can do that. Um, Johnny Sexton uh, on defence for Ireland is is possibly a weak link on defence, and you need to go over the top of him. You know, and if he's defending at ten, um, you know that's either that's either a bigger body like Geordie Barrett going straight at him, or or a Lester maybe a bigger body, or a Caleb Clark a bigger body going straight at him. Um, if you're just trying to get over the advantage line, so you know both teams offer offer opportunities. Um, it's just you know, whether we're good enough to, to get the ball into that opportunity and see that space, that's, you know, and I'm sure we are. I, I, I just, you know, I look, I look back to when we played Africa at Mount Smart and we're just so physical and we were able to get the ball to space and that's what the Africans don't want you to do because they, they paint a picture and then they, they rush up and in and there is definitely space on the outside. We've just got to be good enough to get it to there. Um, both, both Africa and Ireland, you know, at this World Cup, I think they're beatable. Um, but you know, I, I was really impressed by the Irish team. I, I I was lucky enough to get a little bit of money on them actually at five dollars, <laughs> five dollars fifty. Uh, the number one team in the world, and you know, on the weekend against the Africans, when when the push came to shove, when it really really mattered, those really big plays, um, the Irish won every single one of them. And uh, you know, they they they're quite happy to play the underdogs, are uh, the Irish. But yeah, certainly for me, they're, they're the favourites to win this competition. Good man, Steve. Thanks so much for joining us, mate. Appreciate the time and keep up the great work in commentary. Thanks so much. Cheers. No worries. We'll catch up.